Good evening, friends. Here we are with another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. And here we are. It's Thursday night, regularly scheduled programming as promised. Yep. And it's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. Although, thank you for everyone who has been tuning in. I believe we've had some new people. Thanks to recent guests. Hopefully, y'all can check out some of our prior episodes and find something that helps you in some way or makes you laugh at us fools. Whatever. Thank you. Um, So tonight, uh, we have another guest. And this one is pretty near and dear to both of our hearts. Good friend that we like to do life with her and her husband and their newest munchkin. Mr. Asher. Mr. Asher, as well as their fur children, pets, furple, whatever. Judy's my friend. Judy the cat. She's pretty cool. Max. Max is a is a sweet dog. He's kind of my friend too. Our guest, none other than the Alicia, formerly known as Alicia Russell, now Wesson. Dun, dun, dun. Or as my car would say when Alicia. when she texts me, Alicia. <laughs> uh, Alicia she says. donated some of her time and her story and heart to us this week, and we'd love to share it with you. So what are a couple of things about Alicia that the world needs to know? She dances. She dances. She teaches dancing. Um, she was my camper. She was your camper. Her. A long time for a long time um her and i sang together in church that one time i was in her wedding she doesn't like fruit she doesn't like fruit or the smell of fruit too <laughs> awkward pause she loves jesus she does mm-hmm. um and she makes really good lasagna and enchiladas. Her dad, I believe, made that lasagna. Oh, Anyway, um, no, she has a serious love for Jesus, which is really cool. Um, She has been a fantastic contributor at Bayshore Camp. Um, Among other places and stops she's been, her and Austin have found a home with Frankenwood Bible Church and have contributed there. Um, Alicia does some great things to pour her heart out and to help spread the gospel. And really, I would say, at least for me, I think for you too, probably, um, a bit of an inspiration to both of us in terms of this podcast and leaping out in faith in other areas. Yep. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the little bit of um, scripture tonight... And uh, prelude to our impending interview with her, I actually pull up one of Alicia's. Alicia, see, I can't even say it right. Trying now, one of Alicia's blogs uh, that she's done, and I just want to read a little quote from her on this, where it it's not direct uh, quote from uh, Ephesians, but she is referring, referencing that in here. And uh, just a little bit of wisdom from not only scripture, but from Alicia herself that I thought was neat. 
Um, to give some context in this blog, which you should pick up and read, she wrote this back in October, uh, titled Purpose in the In-Between, and just uh, some wisdom on how super wise and smart our friend is. Um, she's talking about how society has created clearly defined chapters for our lives. Go to school, start a jo- uh, great job, get engaged, get married, have kids, launch them into adulthood, enter grandparenthood, and finally, blessed retirement. Um, but how do we know if we matter as we're doing life between those milestones? And and so she goes, I'm not going to read it all for you because you need to do that. But she says lots of cool stuff in here in regards to that. But one spot that I thought in particular was noteworthy. Um, If you find yourself facing a delayed milestone, doing all you can to reach it, but life has gotten in the way, here is a promise specifically for you. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, think, or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That's uh, taken from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Um. And I think Alicia does a great job of living that out. So that's why I wanted to pull that for tonight. So yeah. But before we listen to Alicia, a couple of housekeeping things and notes. Cool happenings that are happening. Happenings that are happening. We had a meeting tonight. What was that about, honey? The auction. We talked about that what auction? Tuesday. Well, good. It's Thursday now. So in case y'all are tuning in for the first time ever, we are heavily involved with, I am a full-time employee, but we live here, work here. Kim is on the board for Bayshore Camp. And what Bayshore Camp is, is a camping ministry and retreat place where people come to find and learn and know all about Jesus. In particular in the summer, lots of kids um, make huge, huge steps in their spiritual lives here. And the auction that we speak of does what? It helps generate funds for kids to go to camp. To send kids to camp and to meet Jesus. And there just ain't nothing more important than that. So, Mm -hmm. if you have interest in kids finding that relationship with Jesus, this is a great way to help spread that ministry by um, coming to the auction and bidding on things. There will be a dessert auction, which is... Just one of the coolest sounding things ever. A silent auction, a live auction. There's lots of cool stuff. Or you could simply give and, and donate. And you're making hot dogs. I will be grilling hot dogs, Kogels, mm-hmm. and brats, Dearborn brats. And we will have Sloppy Josephs, Untidy Josephs. Sloppy Joe. Sloppy, Sloppy Joe. Um, it'll be a good time. That'll be April 22nd. Yep. Bidding starts when? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. In the youth center. Don't go to the tabernacle. The youth center. Just come to camp. We'll point you in the right direction. Yep. Um, so show up for that. That'll be a great time. Great way to see the ministry at work. What happens here. Um, be lots of friendly faces. And you can contribute to a good cause. If you have things you'd like to donate to the auction, we will accept that. And uh, reach out to us. We'll let you know how to get it there. Or just bring it to the camp. Mail it to us. Fax it, I don't know, send a carrier pigeon, whatever. Um, if you just simply like to donate to the camp and its ministry, you can do that through the website, bayshorecamp.org. You can do that through the links on our podcast. We will get it to the camp. That's 
The only reason that we raise any funds through this podcast is to build a ministry. Um, what else? What else? Mm, I don't know. Okay. So, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? That's life? That. life life's life? good. It's busy. Um, we actually just met with our dear friend, Donnie. I'm doing that frequently now, which is great because he's a friend. And I love spending time with him. But we are in the process, through lots of careful discernment and prayer, of planting a new local church, Crossroads Christian Church. So we have talked about that on here. A little I think bit. we did a little bit, mm-hmm. um, not nearly as much as we talked about it in life, mm-hmm. which is what's happening right now. Um, I got my schedule for nationals yesterday because I'm going to Salt Lake the second week of April. I don't know; it's the Tuesday mm-hmm. after Easter. Um, so yeah, that's happening, and, and I'm going to be part of two big competitive groups, the biggest that I've ever been in before in, in competition, so kind of nerve-wracking, but also a little bit at, at peace, so that's kind of yeah. a whirlwind in the next few weeks, and then while I'm gone, you're going to be... Um, men's retreat! dealing with men's retreat, I shouldn't say dealing, <laughs> you're going to be here participating at... Uh, the yes. One of my favorite weekends the whole year at the camp, really. Um, there, there's so many different things that happen here and different ministries, different groups that come in. There really is something for just people of all ages to get fed here and to participate here. But yeah, men's retreat. So yeah, if you're a man or you know a man or whatever, men's retreat at Bayshore. Too well kept of a secret. Awesome, awesome, awesome retreat. So, couple of things on tap for men's retreat. Great root, root man, root beer keg. Yes. Well, you said on tap, so. Oh, you're so punny. Yes. I, know. I love root beer. Uh, root beer, um, hors d'oeuvres the first night when we get there. Usually we do chicken wings. I got a couple other things up my sleeve. I think I'm gonna try, and. Um, big man's breakfast the next morning, bacon and eggs and sausage and bacon and bacon and other unconsequential things and bacon. And we'll have a great big lunch, bacon. Bacon. And so then guns, we shoot guns at the range. Um, we do a mini golf scramble, different games, activities. We have a great speaker coming. Uh, Pastor uh, Tim Johnson from Indiana. I don't know. He came and he was the evangelist for family camp this past year. This dude's on fire for the Lord. A great, great speaker. Lots of awesome things to say. You won't walk away not learning something. Uh, But just great time, great fellowship. And then Saturday night, uh, steak dinner. And here's the deal. We provide the steaks, the sides, all that cool stuff. We build a great thirty, great big thirty foot long charcoal pit grill, and you grill your own steak however you want to grill it. We stand around drinking root beer, sharing stories, grilling steak. Oh, best weekend of the year. All sorts of different housing options. Again, you can register for that on the website, or you can call the camp. You can talk to my buddy Liz, who's also one that spearheads the auction. She's super cool. She'll get you hooked up. Just sign up and get here. Ooh, yep. We're going to do cornhole, too. Oh. It's going to be fun. I don't cornhole. There's going to be. I'd rather 
play cornhole and drink with you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm excited about skating. I am, but like this last weekend, I did a competition. It took a lot out of me, and I was slightly injured. Still am slightly injured, so hopefully in the next few weeks, it'll feel a little bit better, but Right now, the thought of flying across the country is very exhausting to me. So I'd rather play cornhole with you and drink root beer. But I hear you. I appreciate that. And I love you. <laughs> but nationals is expensive. So I oh. need you to tell me that you want to skate. I do. And I didn't tell you that. <laughs> but it is, by the time I go, I'll be excited and it'll be fine. It's just coming off. You know, coming off of a competition this past weekend and having to skate numerous times and getting up really early and then skating with my team and it's very exhausting and you throw a lot of seasonal allergy sinus stuff in there and then Tuesday, last Tuesday right before competition, I don't even know what I did and I slipped and I fell backwards and I hit my tailbone and that has still been very, very sore and I cannot skate without medicine right now. So. All things together are very exhausting. But yes, by the time I leave for Salt Lake, I will be, hopefully, I will be fine. I can attest that the fall was serious. There is still a crack there. Folks. Okay, that's not funny. <laughs> but it is scary. I don't know if anybody has ever fallen on their tailbone. Like, it was, I've done it twice, this being the second time since I started skating. Um, and you cannot prevent it, it feels like. And by the time you actually like realize what's happened, like I was over on my side and I like could not feel my legs because you just hit a nerve and I felt like I was paralyzed and it took me five ish minutes to like actually put a leg up to try to stand up. And it, it is actually, it's, it's very scary if you haven't done it. So <laughs> I'm just thankful I'm okay and I'm walking better, but I yeah, am it's scary. super, super proud of you though. I mean, just to know for a fact that you were just busting your butt so hard getting ready for this. Really? <laughs> You're going to throw the butt jokes at me. I have all the butt jokes ready, oh, okay. but we should probably pray. <laughs> okay. Lord, help us. Um, Father, thank you. Thank you for laughter. Thank you for the ability to just have fun and fellowship and then do this with my wife. And hopefully reach people that can see through the humor and the jokes, um, but find you and, and know the love that you've offered to us and the salvation that is there for all of us to accept. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you and to grow your kingdom and to glorify you. And hopefully that through our actions, heaven will get just a little bit bigger. Um, thank you for all that. I pray for health and safety for all of us in your name amen. amen all right friends well it is time to turn it over you get to hear alicia to our interview with alicia have a great night good night did you get to bayshore camp the first time i came to bayshore the first time in the summer after sixth grade um i came with my cousin caitlin to junior music camp um Basically, she had gone to Bayshore and said it was a fun time. And I was like, hey, I'll give it a whirl. So I started out at that camp. Then when I aged out, I went to Worsh Arts Camp um, every year I could. And then I graduated and they still couldn't get rid of me. I still came back and taught dance and found any excuse to keep coming back. So like, were you 
excited about coming the first time or were you nervous did they drag you there what um i was pretty excited i mean caitlin made it sound like a pretty good time but i didn't really know what to expect i had been to like a little camp like with my just with my church before that so i was really nervous um i guess i was a i was pretty anxious kid though i didn't know it at the time i got i was pretty nervous going into it um but caitlin always made it sound like a fun time so i was like well it's good enough for caitlin good enough for me what did you have like any hopes for the experience like i'm gonna make a lot of friends or who's this jesus guy or i don't know good food doubt it (laughs) i was honestly most nervous about the food because i was super picky as a kid and i remember being so nervous that I would starve because they wouldn't make stuff I like and the, I don't remember who the food director was at the time but it wasn't John Ward so <laughs> but I survived I made it through I'm so sorry if you pick up on dog barking or cat meowing my animals no, all do well and you know that <laughs> <laughs> but if there's background that's that's my pet yeah um yeah I just remember being really nervous but excited because I loved I still do love dance. That was my big draw to camp because for non-camp people, junior music, they do a musical. So it was about dance, singing, or acting. And I loved all those things. So I was mostly excited going in just about that stuff. But then I loved, you know, all the songs they did, the silly song. I was like, oh, this is like not just dance related. Um yeah, I would say going into it, I was mostly excited about just the activities. But then after that, I was mostly fired up about the Jesus stuff and doing more with that. Is there a specific event you remember, whether in the first year or second year or 19th year or whatever, that you recall that like, turned you from being excited about dance to being excited about Jesus? Um, as far as one specific event, I'm not super sure. I think it was mostly just a gradual thing. Like every year, especially once I started worship arts camp and it was, I was in high school and I was a bit more mature in that way. Um, every year it became less about the activities and the dance even now like it's still growing less and less about that stuff and so much more about Jesus and having those like deeper more intimate moments with him while I'm at camp and also um taking that with me for the rest of the year um yeah I can't really think of one specific moment for that topic it was more just like every year The Jesus part gets better for me. Jesus part gets better. Love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. What was life like before you came to camp? You were pretty young, so. Yeah, I was was a little baby. Um, But I do remember, for me, Jesus, church, all that stuff was very much like a, this is what I do on Sundays, da-da-da. And the rest of the week, just live life or whatever. Um, But going to camp, I guess I'll speak more to worship arts than junior music. 
Um, just because, like I said, I was more mature for that camp during music. I don't remember a ton because I was just a little baby. Oh, you just remember me, though. I do remember you. <laughs> I do. I remember I, I had three counselors, but really Kim was in charge. The other two were like her sidekicks. Not much has changed over the years for her in that realm. Um, <laughs> I guess. Sorry. Um, I honestly forgot the question. <laughs> to be fair, to the listeners who don't know me, you'll probably say this in the intro, well, but I have a two-month-old baby, so mom brain is real. <laughs> what was life like before you came to camp was the question. And okay. I distracted you. That's okay. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't. Um, I would say before I started coming to worship arts camp, we'll just start there. Start with that one. Um, my faith, Christianity, everything, walk with Jesus was very much like a Sunday activity. The rest of the week, I gave myself brownie points if I did a devotional or I did a little something extra. Um, and then after that, especially like after camp, like you're on like that, that, that camp high, if you've been to camp, you know what I'm talking about. Um, that's when faith expanded out from just a Sunday activity to wanting more that, I guess that's camp stirred up that desire for me to have it be more of that personal relationship every day versus an activity I do once a week. Ah, got caught, got taking notes. Um, he's writing stuff down too, so he's. So would it be fair to say that you discovered maybe something missing in your life before or through that process? Um, I guess through that process, and this is like I said, still ongoing, which is probably one fair things about camp and still going back even after I'm at a camper anymore is that this is an ongoing process of my relationship with God first it started like just a Sunday morning thing and then it would grow to uh, do a morning devotional thing and then it grew to let's pray morning and night thing to now I pray about everything I pray about my baby pooping enough times I pray about I pray like you know like he's infiltrated like everything in my life it's not like it's not really like a separation anymore if that makes sense makes a lot of sense also like we've been praying about poop related (laughs) to camp long before Are there any specific moments or stories from camp that stand out just as having a huge impact on your life? Just one? Well, I said any. Oh, well. We've got no more than three to four hours, so. All right, perfect. Um, I guess one that comes to mind right away, though I literally could, I could talk about so many, um, involves John. Isn't that appropriate? Because your podcast kissing up to the podcast host but my first year at worship arts camp and you'll probably know where i'm going with this but um 
During that camp, John shared some of his testimony and part of that evolved his dad and you shared about his dad coming to Jesus. Um, and for those of you who don't know me, I have always gone to church with my mom. My mom is an amazing Christian woman. My dad is an amazing man, but does not know the Lord yet. And that's been a big prayer in my life for as long as I can remember. And hearing John's testimony really inspired me and gave really inspired, like, um, really ignited my hope for my dad. Like if it can happen for John's dad, it'll happen for my dad. I remember that moment very clearly. I remember sharing that experience that Friday, like the end of camp and everybody hugged in this beautiful moment. And since that day, John has not been able to get rid of me. So that's one for sure. That's fair. Not been able to get rid of you. <laughs> Have never desired to, but oh, good save. I mean, still, I don't think it was an option. I knew her first, though. Okay, good. Would you Be like real. anything else for us to make it about you? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Maybe, like. I don't know. Shame me on our podcast. <laughs> I'm not shaming you. It's just merely acknowledging this is like the third time you derailed us. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other things um, that you feel are very important to your story as it relates to your life and uh, Bayshore? Well, that's pretty. Also, a pretty broad question. Intentionally, <laughs> I would say, because I was thinking about this today, you know, doing knowing I was going to be interviewed tonight, I wanted to be prepared for sharing all the good stuff. And the thing about Bayshore is, and pretty probably most camps, honestly, but all you have to do is go one time to get it mm, okay because if if you go one time you're reeled in and you'll want to keep coming back till you die and then you go to heaven and then it's like camp forever um that was very much my experience with worship arts camp that was that was the camp for me that did it like dirty music was great but like i said i was little and whatever but the first year i went to worship arts camp I made connections with people that I'm still very, very close with today. A lot of those people I only see at camp. So I see them once a year and I find myself feel closer to them and feel like I can go to them with more real and deeper stuff than people I see every week or, every, um, you know, most days or whatever. Um, and all I have to do is come one time and get it. If you've never come to camp, it sounds weird and it doesn't make sense. But as soon as you go one time, then you make those connections and you get it and you're you're hooked. And that's how it was for me. So I came that one time. Like I said, the friends that I made there are still the friends I have today. And my life would be completely different if I hadn't started going to camp all those years ago. I My circle of friends would be different. I'm sure I'd be living in a different place. Um, for people that don't know me, I teach dance and 
a huge part of making that happen was camp. I had the opportunity to teach camp, teach dance at camp, which I still do. My wedding party would be different because John was in my wedding. As two different roles is a big day for him. Oops, big day. <laughs> a big day. Um, yeah, I forgot the question again, but hopefully that kind of you answered it and other ones. So that <laughs> um in fact you did you kind of answered this question a little bit and because of your new life developments like I'm going to ask this question differently for you than I did for our previous two interviews so one of the things that us people in the being employed in the camp ministry world have begun to discover through you know the past few years with COVID and life being scary in the world and everything else is that we're seeing more and more parents um, being just apprehensive about sending their kids away overnight mm -hmm. to do things um, and more and more kids with apprehensions and fears of doing such activities. So rather than ask you what you would tell somebody who's maybe nervous about coming to camp about why they should, I'm going to ask you what you would tell other parents who maybe are, nervous about sending their young kids to junior music camp or primary camp or worship arts camp for the older ones yeah um i would say the safest place for your kid to be is the center of god's will so if you are feeling at all nudge to send your kid or your kid is kind of interested or and for whatever reason, the idea comes to your household to send your kid to camp and you feel that that nervousness, um, it's understandable for sure. Pray about it. And where God is leading, peace follows. And I feel like nervousness and peace can coexist. I know a lot of times God is calling me to do something such as have kids. I have a baby now. And there was a lot of nervousness, but there was also peace in the midst of it. So I would say if you're not super sure about sending your kids, you're not like, Ooh, I don't know about this, pray about it and look for peace. And if you feel that peace underneath all the noise, all the scariness, definitely, which you probably will, hopefully, because camp is pretty great for pretty much anybody. Um do it and God's got you. He will protect your kid even better than you can or anybody else. Awesome. Anything else you'd like the world to know? Oh gosh. Um, I'm honored to have my dream come true because I don't know if John can remember this, but last year I was speaking at camp and I, not knowing John and Kim were going to host a podcast relatively soon, made a joke that I've always dreamed of being on a podcast. So whether I was invited out of pity or because I was actually going to be a good guest, I am very excited to be here. Thank you for having me.